Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. I'm telling you right now, we had a very cold weekend up here in Nova Scotia. It was uh, Saturday morning. I think it was saying it was minus 41 degrees with the wind chill. And that's Celsius, but at the same time, Fahrenheit is the same. So it was minus 40 Fahrenheit as well. Um, Yeah, you'll hear in this episode, my uh, calculations with Celsius and Fahrenheit are not good at all. (laughs) But uh, anyway, we had a cold one, but uh, it seems like we're we're snapping out of it right now. It's Sunday afternoon and and, uh, it seems to be warming up some. So we'll take that. Definitely. Uh, This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from the Warrior Academy as Arkansas Razorback commit Jaden Ramos takes home the weekly honors. Jaden hit 632 with five home runs, 12 RBIs, and eight runs scored last weekend while playing in Arizona. Amazing job, Jaden. Best luck moving forward, and especially at Arkansas with the Razorbacks. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with Utility Redshirt Jr. with the UCLA Bruins and Barona, California native Seneca Kuro. Seneca is currently going into her fourth season with the Bruins and is the ultimate utility player. Last season alone, she played five different positions, first, second, short, third, and then some in the outfield. I find that incredible. I mean, you know, to play all the infield positions, you got to have a good head on your shoulders for that because, I mean, you know, you got to take different cuts from people. you got to, you know, there's different situations playing all those different positions. And then to go to the outfield, don't even get me started on that. I can't judge a fly ball. So <laughs> kudos to Seneca for, you know, being able to do that. That's just amazing. Um, we're going to talk to Sen about growing up on the Barona Indian Reservation in Southern California with her parents and four brothers, uh, how she made the transition from baseball to softball, her whole recruiting process to UCLA, and of course, her mom's amazing enchiladas. <laughs> You'll hear. Anyway, uh, Sen was an absolute treat to chat with. I'm so excited to see what's in store for her this season and life after UCLA. I'm sure it's going to be big. With that being said, Grab that drink, sit back, relax, cause here we go. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes? Here we 
go. We are happy to have on with us today Redshirt Junior Utility Player with the UCLA Bruins and Barona, California native Seneca Kuro. Seneca, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. How's things going down in Cali today? Uh, good. You know, just typical day, uh, class, and then got practice later. Right we'll on. do it all again tomorrow. Nice, nice. So what's a typical day like look like for you? Um, well, while I'm here at school, wake up, um, go to class, have rehab, um, and then practice and weights. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Rehab? What, you injured? Um, just a slight, like, shoulder uh, mishap, but we're all good. All right, right. Throwing arm or catching? My catching arm. Oh, okay. Well, that's good then. We're, we're pretty much back to back to normal, 100%. Right on, right on. So, I mean, you're seven days away from season opening. Must be uh, getting pretty excited to get going. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't really hit me yet. I'm sure it will like yeah. that day, but we've just been grinding. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. just caught up in that right now. Now, have you guys been out, like, you guys have great weather down there all, all year round. So, are you guys able to, like, as soon as you get there in the, in the fall, you guys are able to just keep grinding through until season starts? Yeah, um, absolutely. We're definitely blessed to have, you know, like you said, great weather year round. So, um, yeah, we're able to play pretty much almost every day out of the year. And nice. unless there's like a, a, a weird rain out of nowhere, but yeah. for the most part, able to play oh, year round. That's, that's awesome. I mean, t- today up here, like, like I said, before we start, I'm in Nova Scotia, Canada and Today, the temperature, I think you're got, well, we're in Celsius. So yeah, here it was minus 21 in Celsius. So I think in Fahrenheit, that's like minus 30 something or no, lower than that, minus 10 or something like that. That's freezing. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. And what's even worse is this weekend, like on Saturday, they're calling for a wind chill of minus 41 Celsius and like, what? Come on. Yeah, I no, I can't even imagine like living and working in those. Conditions. Oh no, it, and it's rare. Like it's we've been great all like up until yesterday. We like we've been mm-hmm. above freezing. Like and but it's just we're, we got a little cold snap coming, and we're gonna have to take it head on. <laughs> unfortunately, right. unfortunately. So what? Uh, what is it you're taking at UCLA? Um, I'm majoring in sociology. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. why why sociology? What what? led you down that path well i kind of just kind of listened to like the upperclassmen and they were mostly like psych and i did want to do something medical but i took like one med bio class and i was like this is not for me so uh (laughs) sociology i don't know there's kind of like it's very broad like you can kind of write about like your own perspective on things which i thought was cool um plus i want to be like a firefighter after i graduate so there was no like I couldn't go like the the med bio route because mm. I feel like that'd be too difficult, like balancing that in, in sports. Right. Um, so I'm just looking to graduate and then kind of just go right into the fire Academy after I graduate. Right on, right on. Good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we have a little thing that I like to start the podcast with. I call it quick pitches. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to throw some random questions to you and All right. just you answer them as best you can. All right. All right. So first one, if you had to live off one meal for a week, what is it? Oh, um, I think I would live off my mom's enchiladas and rice. You know, what's funny. I, I see Boy. you, 
you're probably the hardest person I've ever had to get information off of because you're not on social media, which is crazy. And I applaud you for it because it is, uh, uh, there's days where I'm like, why am I even on this? But, Mm. you know, but, uh, Actually, one of my, my last question was just how good are your, your mom's enchiladas? So, <laughs> so how good are they? To me, uh, I think they're the best, but I don't know what other people would argue. Mm. Um, yeah, she's taught me how to make them so I can I can make them, but not as good. Not like moms, but mm. to me, they're the best. I think I've, I've had them once and I'm trying to like, so that can they range in like what's in them? Like you can change what's in them or is it just always the same thing? Yeah. So she makes like beef and chicken gelatas. I never thought that I'd be talking to you about this, but <laughs> that's all right. It's all good. <laughs> no, it's cool. Yeah. So she, yeah, she just makes like um, chicken and beef and gelatas. Like a, it's like a casserole. So it's oh. not like a, a typical that sounds amazing that sounds yeah, amazing but it, it is the best oh so, so is, do you like put sour cream with it and oh that's that's weird because i don't really care too much for sour cream but she she makes like homemade salsa too which is like the best oh nice nice oh yeah now i'm hungry i should <laughs> i never had supper so i should <laughs> <Me> eat too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right next one uh best thing about going to ucla oh wow um, there's so many positives. Um, but for me, it's being surrounded by the best of the best, like the best academically, the best athletically, and everyone around you wants to make you a better person or better athlete or a better woman. Like, so just being surrounded by the best of the best. Right on, right on. Uh, best walk up song you've used. Oh, I don't, I don't even remember really my walk-up songs. Um, I want to say Homemade by, I don't even know who it's by. I have to look into that. But yeah, definitely Country is my vibe. Oh, okay. Right on. So, right on. Yeah. Any country songs. Okay. Uh, one thing that someone would be shocked to know about you. Hmm. Hmm. I think one thing people would be shocked to know is that I like to fish and hunt. I feel like that's not a typical thing that a lot of people like to do. Okay. Good one. Well, up here in Canada, we like to fish and hunt. So, <laughs> uh, Favorite brew and uniform color combo? I like the the all blue. I feel like it's pretty slick. Yeah, it is. And that, it's funny because I think it was about a month ago I had uh, – Addison Fisher on here. She's committed to you guys. She's ranked number mm-hmm. one and in, in the those rankings. And uh I asked her the same question and hers was the the blues and whatnot. And I I love the blues as well. But f- the funny thing is when I was doing my research, you know, for you, I came across mm-hmm. the gray ones that you guys use that have like kind of like a black square on like it's I don't know. I just come across them once. Do you know what ones I'm talking about? They're like all gray. Like- Gray pinstripe? Yeah, yeah, I think they are. But the but the oh, yeah. top has like they look like little boxes like on the hmm. anyway. I don't know. I, I, I don't have know. To pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I never saw them until until yesterday and I was like, man, those are sharp. I like those ones. So I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe you guys retired them. I don't know. I don't know. But hmm. <laughs> it's what Rachel Garcia was wearing it, so I mean it had to be recent. Yeah. Mm. Um 
what do we got here? Uh, if you could go back and play one game over again, what what one is it? Oh, um, it was my freshman year before we got shut down for COVID, and we were playing in um, Florida, and it was I don't know what the classic is out there, um, the tournament name, but um, we were playing Florida State, and we were down like two to one or something, and we came back and won like three two in the last inning. But just like that game was so. <laughs> Um, emotional for me I wouldn't say emotional but it was just I was a freshman so I was kind of like new to it all mm-hmm. and just yeah like the emotions that get brought back like thinking about that game was just a lot of fun was that opening weekend of your freshman year I think <laughs> yeah I yes think so. oh we're gonna talk about that because you went off <laughs> you went off on that weekend we're gonna talk about that <laughs> okay uh a few two more here uh do you have a go-to show to binge watch um, I think either Grey's Anatomy, I'll just fall asleep with it on. But lately I've been watching like Yellowstone with my roommate. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. 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 I, I've watched a couple episodes of, of Yellowstone. I haven't really got into it. I, I probably will because everybody talks about it. So I have to, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy. I, when it first come out, I think I've watched, mm-hmm. I watched the first couple seasons of it. And, but the yeah. only episode that I really truly remember is mm-hmm. one where Meredith was holding the bomb inside the guy. Oh yeah, that one's crazy. That was intense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's like I still remember it. Like, and that would have been mm-hmm. 2005, I'd say, when it first started. And to Jeez. this day, that episode still sticks with me. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a couple crazy ones, but yeah, yeah. I remember. That. Sure. Uh, last one here. Now you you mentioned the the hunting and fishing biggest biggest mm-hmm. fish you've ever caught. Oh, I hope my family doesn't uh, call me out on this. <laughs> no, I would I would say around like ten pounds. Uh, Holy large, like largemouth bass. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. The biggest fish I ever caught was a eighteen inch lake trout. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't I don't know too much about like like different species of like fish. We just have mm-hmm. like largemouth bass and, and like catfish for the most part. Right, right, right. So is that like, was it, do you fish mostly out of the river or, or, or lake? A lake, like yeah. where I live. Um, I live, I live on the Brona Indian reservations and we, we own like land around a reservoir. So we go fishing down there all the time. Right on. As much as we can. Well, yeah. Hey, that's like a perfect segue into let's get this going. Let's get to know you. Tell us about uh, your family and growing up in Brona. Uh, yeah. So I have four brothers, which I'm like super proud to say I always like try and bring up my brothers as much as I can. Nice. Um, super close with them. Mom, and my dad, like love them to death. You know, they raised me. Um, they gave me like the best life possible. Like, I don't know. I'm super mm. grateful for them. Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up on an Indian reservation. Um, I live like five minutes from all my family members. Like my brothers and cousins all come over for dinner, like almost every night. And we just, we always pick up like a new a new game to play. So like one week it'll be golf, the next would be like cornhole, then it'll be like spike ball, and like we're always just finding like new games to like play and compete at, which is super cool. Nice. Is it competitive? Oh, super. Competitive. Of course, like, of course. <laughs> like most of the time, I want to like sock them, like if they beat me, but like, um, but no, yeah, I like a credit like all of my like competitiveness, like to them, like they kind of just, they bring out like the most competitive 
side in me, mm. I want to say. And that's that's yeah. a good thing about having, you know, such a close family and having, like you yeah. said, your, your brothers, I mean, they would definitely bring out the competitive edge in you, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, like for the caliber of, of ball you play, I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a good trait to have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So how did little young Seneca get her start in the game? Um, I grew up playing baseball, like since the time I was probably like four or five till when I was like nine. Okay. And then I did not want to switch over to softball just because like, I don't know. I just felt so comfortable like playing baseball. Mm. Um, and I was a pitcher, so I liked striking all the boys out. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, so I I started playing softball when I was about like 10 and then, um, yeah, just like travel ball once I got to like 12 or 13 and then, Hmm. um, yeah. So how come you made the switch just because, you know, just, yeah, because like there was kind of like nothing, not nothing there for me in baseball, but just, I don't know. My parents knew it was like time for me to switch over to softball. So I kind of just reluctantly went with it. Yeah. So did you like, did you have a love for it right away or or was it something, did it develop over time? Yeah. No, I like have always like grown up with the ball in my hand, like always playing catch with my dad and my brothers, like inside the house, we would like break stuff. So my mom would like yell at us (laughs) to go outside. But no, my dad, my dad grew up playing baseball and like, I always just wanted to be like, just like him or like Mm. better than him, you know? Right. And so that's kind of like where my love for the game developed and yeah. Nice. So who were, uh, well, you mentioned your dad and your brothers were like, obviously they were some of the people early on that, that helped you in your development. Were there like, were there any mm-hmm. coaches along the way or anything? Oh yeah. I've, I've had like so many like coaches throughout the years that like I still admire and, you know, look up to. Um, but I mean, my most, my most recent one or my last travel ball coach, like Dave Mercado and Mark Smith. And like, I don't know, they were just good people, you know, mm-hmm. I, like cared for you like so much more than else, like cared for you more outside of softball than just being a softball player. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that, oh, geez, that goes, a, that goes a long way, like, you know, yeah. for development, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about your high school and travel ball career. You were with uh, Ramona High in mm-hmm. high school. Very successful. Four years with the Bulldogs. Four league titles. All CIF selection three of those years. Hey, I did my research. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> how, uh, how fun was your time in high school? Oh, man. Uh, high, school was, high school was so much fun for me just because it was like close to home. You know, I didn't have to drive an hour, hour and a half to go to practice. So... 10 minutes down the road, I got to play with some of my best friends that I still consider my best friends to this day. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, my, my coach, like Lexi Slater, I think I played under her for like two years, but, um, I still like try and keep in contact with her, you know, and it, I feel like high school was like a break from travel ball, if that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. in like a good, like, like, yeah, I still was playing like softball, but it was, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I had like, if not more fun, like playing high school just because it was kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're with them every day at school too, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Know. And like I said, I'm playing with my best friends um, mm. that, yeah, we would just hang out after, just, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. High school was a lot of fun. Any big, uh, any big moments stick out for you in high school? 
<laughs> um, yeah, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, and we were playing um, Megan Faramo in the CIF championship. She went to Cathedral. Mm. Um, she's all right, and it was like, <laughs> what's that? She's all right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, she's uh, she's all right, I guess. But um, yeah, I didn't I didn't even know her like that sophomore year in high school. But yeah, it just like comes full circle, you know. Like they ended up beating us like two to one or something. Uh, we should have won that game, but uh, it's in the past. Now, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so that that was a fun game. I wish we would have won. And then I don't know how, how much research you've done, but um, so I played with like Hannah Bowen and uh, Alexa Neal, like Jamie Rowe and Jordan Fick. And like Hannah Bowen went on to play at U of A. So um, still really close with her, you know, good mm-hmm. friends, but yeah, just met a lot of good people and had a really good uh, high school experience. Nice, nice. Now your yeah. your travel ball, you said mm-hmm. uh, you were with Athletics Mercado, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So is that where you had to travel? Like how like how did that work for you? Were you traveling like all over the U.S. with that team, or mostly sticking yeah. to the West Coast? Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of the back when I was playing travel ball, a lot of the good teams were like in. California like mm-hmm. um so we didn't we didn't necessarily have to travel outside of California but yeah we definitely we would go to like Florida and like Texas and yeah kind of just all over the place which was cool oh Got yeah to see, like, well especially yeah. being that young I mean that's that's great oh, to, yeah. to you know get to see the country like that and you get to play the game you love so I mean <laughs> yeah that's all good 100%. If you're into online sports betting, well, we have the app for you. I'm telling you right now, I use it personally, and it's helped me cash out at the highest odds possible a few times now. You see, betting lines have different odds at each sportsbook. By using the BetStamp app, you can line shop across all sportsbooks to ensure you are finding the best value available for each wager. It's like using Trivago to find the best deals possible, essentially. I'm sure everyone has used Trivago at one point in their lives. Well, by using BetStamp, that's exactly what you're doing in the sports betting world by trying to find the best payback for your buck. I'm telling you right now, this app is awesome. Go download it today and use the referral code OTC. Well, what are you waiting for? Do it now. Again, that code is OTC. Um, let's talk about that recruiting process. What uh, what led to you committing to UCLA? Um, well, I knew I wanted to stay close to home, like pack. 12 or you know as close as home as close to home as possible just because I'm super close with my family um and so I kind of didn't even really like go to schools like on the east coast or just just like like in a respectful way you know I kind of just told them like I want to stay close to home right um and then yeah so I got um I got the opportunity to go on a visit to UCLA and um I don't know I just fell in love with like yeah, I like the campus and yeah, I like it's like the best of the best. But like, honestly, the coaches just made me and my family feel like so much at home. Like, I remember I brought my little brother and he was probably like six, five or six at the time. And um, they like took him like just on on their own, you know, and was like playing with him. And like, I just I really like I really admired that. And I like that a lot, like that the coaches just making me and my family feel at home. So, well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah especially absolutely. since you said you know you're so tight-knit with your with, with your family i mean they they, yeah. they knew what they were doing <laughs> yeah 
So yeah. were, were there any other schools you were considering on the West Coast? Um, I wanted to go to Oregon. Uh, that's, that's funny. Just like I haven't like brought up these like stories, you know, in, in a long time, probably like five or six years now. So just <laughs> thinking about it again brings back like memories. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to go to Oregon uh, just because I like, you know, like I said, Pac-12 kind of close to home. Um, but it just, it didn't work out, you know? And so I couldn't be happier with like the, where I am now and the mm-hmm. decision I made. So, so how, how far are you from home? Like how, what's the travel distance? Like two and a half hours. Oh, wow. That's not no, bad. With no traffic. Yeah. So I can like kind of go home when, not whenever I want to, but right. Yeah. Yeah. You say with no traffic. That's yeah. <laughs> what yeah, is it? What no is it traffic. with traffic? <laughs> Five. With traffic, it could be, yeah, anywhere like three to five hours. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so what was the, what's the, what's the biggest thing you remember arriving freshman year? Mm, just like the, the, the team, like culture, like obviously they had just come off of winning a national championship when I arrived in. I don't know. So just seeing like the upperclassmen and like the way that they carried themselves, like mm. I had like Bree Perez, Kinsey Washington, um, Megan Framo, you know, like all those, Ra- I played Rachel and Bubba, you know, which yeah. is kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> that's nuts. Was so, that's long ago too. But just seeing the way that the upperclassmen like carried themselves and like how, s- I don't know if serious is the right word, but they took the program, you know, like, that is kind of like what I like aspired to be like and kind of just how I want to be in, like that, that role model for these like underclassmen now. Mm-hmm. So right on, mm-hmm. right on. So yeah. w- was there an adjustment period for you, you know, living away from home at all? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I say it was, it was kind of, well, I wouldn't say hard for me my freshman year, but you know, like when you're, when you're living at home and you're just going to high school, like I said, like t- 10 minutes down the road, like, and you come home, like for me, it was always easy that my mom like had dinner made and had my clothes washed and, you mm-hmm. know, so I had it really easy. Comfort level. Yeah. 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 Definitely out of my comfort level, but I feel like I've grown and matured so much, like just being here these, these last four years, like that I, I wouldn't say that I could do like anywhere else. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Um, let's talk about that first weekend, freshman year. Cause I mean not a bad way to kick off your college career. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I got the numbers. You hit 500, two doubles, two home runs, including the grand slam, 11 RBIs. Were you, were you like, Oh, this, this college softball thing's pretty easy. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah. I think I, I remember going to dinner with like Maya after the first weekend and we were just, cause I think she had a really good weekend too. And we were just like, wow, like well, kind of just like what is going on, you know, because mm we were both fre- like these little freshmen and I don't know. And then we we're like, okay, like this is cool, but like we want to be able to do this against like bigger schools, you know, right. like top 10, top five. Like, so we knew we were like, okay, this is cool that we were like able to do this, but like we want to be able to do it when it really matters, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's uh it, that's one thing. <sighs> Trying to be consistent is the biggest thing, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, pandemic arrived and shut things down when you, you guys were off to a 25-1 start, which is crazy. But uh, before I get to that whole ordeal, I need to ask about uh, facing the U.S. Olympic team. 
Uh, what was it like playing them? But more importantly, what was it like getting in there against Monica Abbott? <laughs> um, that was that was a lot of fun, actually. That just you like talking about all these things, like I said, just bringing back like such good memories that like I haven't thought of in a long time. Which is so. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah, facing the the U.S. national team. I remember we were kind of just like we have nothing to lose, you know. I remember Coach I saying like just get up there and like take advantage of your opportunities like if you get three pitches like swing at all three like and I don't know we'd back to the dugout just like laughing like what like three pitches we just struck out and three pitches like what is going on but yeah like I said we had like nothing to lose so we were just playing like for fun and I mean you're facing Monica Abbott first like yeah like (laughs) that's just crazy and here's actually here's a question I don't know if Mm -hmm. you can remember this but like her windup is so unique. Like mm-hmm. one thing I know is I wonder if it throws batters timing off because, you know, she does that extra little thing. Like when you were in there against, like, was it imposing or anything? Like, or did it like, did you have to adjust your yeah. timing? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember she, obviously she throws super hard her. and then <laughs> she's like, she's tall too and like lengthy. So it's just like, yeah, her motion, her movement is kind of like just throws you off. But mm. I don't that was that was a very cool experience. And it was at the Mary Nutter too, right? So I would guess that there was like a lot of people oh, there that's watching. Right too. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Yeah, just a, like so many cool experiences like that I've had here at UCLA that I'm just super grateful for. Right on. So the pandemic hits, everything shut yeah. down. Um mm-hmm. walk us through that because that was such an unprecedented thing that, you know, hopefully we never have to go through that again. But how did you and your team handle that news? Um, so it was like, we were, like you said, like, I didn't even know the numbers, like 25 and one. I didn't, I had no idea about that, but I just remember like, we were having so much fun, like playing, we're about to start like pac 12. Um, and, and then, yeah, I just, we, I remember sitting with my roommate and, and they were just like, okay, this, this weekend, like the games, this game is canceled. And then the whole weekend's canceled. And then the whole month's canceled. And then the whole season's canceled all in like the matter of like a day or two. Day or two so yeah. Like what is going on? Like, then they're like, okay, everyone go home. Like, and so it was definitely like a whirlwind of emotions, mm. but I think, I think the coaches and like coach, I did a really good job of like keeping us connected. Like we had like zoom calls, like one, one to three times a week, you know, just to catch, catch up on like what we're doing and like, how we're affected by this. And then like the protests were also going on at the same time. And so we'd meet and talk about that. Or we'd meet and talk about like a book that we would read. Like, I don't know. So I think coach, I did a really good job at just like keeping us all connected and, mm-hmm. you know, cause like our team is like our family, like outside of our, outside of our immediate family. So, yeah. And I mean, there, there was a, there was a few weeks there that, I mean, no one knew what was going on as far as eligibility requirements went, which, oh. you know, no, that had to be hard for all of you. But I mean, especially for the seniors like Rachel, Bubba and, and Genevieve, mm-hmm. like that, like not knowing if you're going to get like they they probably thought they were done. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I can't even imagine like being in their shoes now, like me being a fourth year, like, I don't know, a definitely super, super scary. And like, nobody would want to go out like that, you know, mm. like their, their, um, college career. But, um, luckily, you know, 
the I don't know the NCAA gave everyone like a an optional fifth year, which yeah. I'm super fortunate um, to to have even now. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what what was like like when you like what was what was it like the you know the rest of that freshman year and then back at home in the summer? Like were you were you guys still under a lot of restrictions down there in the summer that year? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I was just talking to this with like my teammates a couple of days ago, but just how like just how different like life has been, you know, like obviously everyone was shut down, like super scared, didn't know what was going on for like a couple weeks there. But, yeah. um, also like on the reservation, like I said, we had, we have the lake and like, we have like land. So we kind of just like stuck to ourselves, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. like every, almost, I want to say almost every day during that summer, I would just go to the lake with my brothers. And like, I had like such a, such a good time. Like, during the pandemic that might sound like weird or I don't know if that sounds like no, weird that, or offensive. that sounds awesome but, um, actually. <laughs> yeah. So like every day we just hang out at the lake and, um, it was, it was nice in like a weird way that I didn't have any like responsibilities for like softball or school. Mm. Yeah. Um, that makes sense though. I mean, yeah. I mean the world's going through a, a crazy spell and I mean the fact that mm-hmm. you're able to go back home and, you know, Mm-hmm. enjoy it is is awesome like you yeah. know what i mean like a lot of people didn't get to do that but the, i mean mm-hmm. that's awesome um Super bu- so what like you got you get back for, you know your second go around at that freshman season because you'd be a redshirt freshman weren't you the mm-hmm. yeah so what was the vibe like because i mean you guys had to play with no crowds at first didn't you yeah that was definitely <laughs> <laughs> different that was definitely a weird experience um so yeah, it was still hectic. Like, obviously, we we're all really excited just to be able to come back. But I just remember like having to do like COVID tests like every at least once a week, you know, which oh. which isn't that bad of a sacrifice, you know. But um, it was nice. I mean, nobody was on campus besides athletes. I remember that. Um, so we had pretty much like campus to ourselves, and then no fans, which that was different. But um. just yeah just going through it you know like taking every day like like rolling with the punches yeah every day yeah no crowd though that'd be almost like you know playing the inner squad game against you know what i mean like yeah i I mean the only difference is you i mean you have umpires and tv cameras there like (laughs) yeah honestly i don't even really like i remember they would set up like posters in the in the crowd like of our family members which was cool and then i think they would play like background like sounds or I don't even know, but yeah, just a weird experience that I've kind of like, I've like blocked out on mm. most of my memory just because it seemed like so surreal. Like yeah. it doesn't even seem like that is like thinking about it now, like that's so weird. Like why would we ever do that? But I know Well, the, the funny thing is that you look back on it, do, like doesn't it feel like it was a lifetime ago? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was really, like, it was keep... two and a half years ago. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. that's crazy. Crazy. And another funny thing about, you know, playing with no crowds, I've, I've talked to a a number of players on here that, you know, played in the Olympics and Mm -hmm. they had no crowds and they, they were like, it was the weirdest thing because they're in this huge stadium and the only people that's there are like camera people and they're playing like, you know, the highest level possible in the world (laughs) and there's nobody there. Like, I was like, that's going to be so weird. Yeah. I mean, it was weird, like I said, but honestly, I can't even like really remember how weird just because it doesn't seem like 
like we would ever do that, you mm. know, but we did. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So that season of you'd make your first of what's now back to back trips to the women's college world series. How, uh, how cool is it being in that environment? It's, it's awesome. Like just, I remember my freshman year, I was like overwhelmed, just like, wow, like so many people, like why would so many people show up just to watch softball, you know, but like just going back, you kind of, you feel like more comfortable each time. And then, like I said, seeing the upperclassmen like play and how they carry themselves with such composure, Mm -hmm. you learn to like, to play like them or be like them, you know, or you just feel more comfortable, like seeing them so composed and, um, it's so awesome, like just how much the the sport is growing and just seeing all those people that would, you know, that take spend time and money and resources just to come out there and just watch us play, you know, a game yeah. that we've been playing since we were little. It's yeah. kind of pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And that uh, I think they right before that World Series, they lifted the the COVID restrictions. And I think that's when everybody was able to, you know, come back like full fledged. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember. And that was the first year that they had the second tier deck available. Yeah. There. So, man, that that whole spectacle of seeing that second tier there now is just amazing. Like it, it makes it look like it's, you know, professional softball. It really does. Like, I honestly, oh, yeah. th- I honestly think that they could, you know, add a second tier in the in the outfield and it would be filled. Like, that's oh, how yeah. that's how big the game's growing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like it, it could get only bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So obviously the end goal for the season is to get back there. What's, uh, what's mm-hmm. the feeling like for you and the team going in? I, we're just, we're hungry, you know, we're grinding. Like I know we have this mentality that like we're the, we're the best, you know, like for me, at least I know we put in, we put in the work, you know, there's no doubt there that, we've put in the extra work and all the time, you know? So now it's just, I'm excited just to get out there and be able to show what we can do. Nice. Nice. Any goals, uh, you have set for yourself personally this season? Um, no, I'd say I'm, I'm more of like a team player. Like I, I don't really pay attention to like my numbers or my stats or anything like that. So right just as long as I could help the team win any way possible, nice. I'd be happy. Great way. Great team player right there for sure. What's, uh, What's the plans for you after you, after you graduate? I mean, you said getting the firefighter, maybe uh, talk a little bit more about that, about that. Yeah. So I would, my dream would be to go back to the reservation and work at the fire station there and then um, like build a house, you know, eventually down the line and just um, maybe work, work on my council there, like in, in the like politics there, like mm-hmm. one day, you know? Yeah. Look, so, it's down the road. It's down the road. You got time. Yeah. You have time. Yeah, I've still got a long time. <laughs> but that would be the dream. Right on, right on. Um, so I have a thing that I like to uh end the podcast with. Um I call it player association. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some names to you. You can Ugh. touch on them. If you have a funny story, let her fly. Okay. <laughs> First one I have is uh Anna Vines. Oh, that's my girl and uh just say whatever I whatever you whatever you want about Anna. Oh, um, Anna's my sister. She's she's super awesome. Um, just a really good person, and um, my sister in Christ. So I don't know. Right on. Um, next I have is uh, Maya Brady. Uh Maya. 
Uh, she's a dog. <laughs> she's a dog. Uh, we came in together and, um, I don't know, just super competitive also, you know, she's definitely like driven and yeah, hard worker. So yeah, true. Must be, that, must be that Brady trait. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. It must run in the family. Yeah. Uh, Savannah Paula. Ah, oh, no. Okay. Not no, but <laughs> <laughs> um, she's my best friend, honestly. Um, she probably won't. I don't know if she's going to hear this, but yeah, my best She better friend. hear this. She better listen to this. Savannah, <laughs> you better be listening. I'll, I'll show her this. I'm actually supposed to be hitting her ground balls right now, but um, yeah, no, she's my best friend, my roommate, my brother. Um, yeah, she's, I love her to death. So Awesome. And last but not least, Coach I, Kelly Inouye Perez. Coach I, she's like my second mom. Um, I have so much respect for her. Just like what she would do for this team and yeah, just everything that she's done for me in my four years here. And I just can't wait to, to grow my relationship with her. And, um, yeah, she just wants the best for everyone. So awesome. Great way to end this. Listen, Sanica, I got to thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. This has been such a great chat. I'm glad, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Vinny showed the Vinny. He was able to set this all up. I'm happy he did. Um, yeah. I wish you guys and yourself nothing but the best this season. I hope to be watching you in the Women's College World Series. And after that, I wish you nothing but the the best going forward. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Seneca. You too. I read the rules before I broke them. I broke the chains before they choked me out. Now I pay close attention. You never heard this before, but I'd rather lose a fight than miss the war. And I ain't wishing competition or fishing for it. I'm just living in a system, conditions are poor. I've been lost in the rhythm and misinformed. Too many late nights hitting the liquor store. Too many bad decisions, half-assed attempts. No sweat, no fear, no blood, no tears. I go hard, and I ain't making up no excuse. I'm overdue, I don't do what I'm supposed to do. Cause if you think about it, man, we're supposed to lose. It ain't all picture perfect ocean views. No, I was a first-class rookie, taking out bullies in my all-black hoodie. Man, the mystery, you know the history. Get it or forget it, cause poof, I'm out of here. I read the rules before I broke them. I broke the chains before they choked me out. And I paid close attention, really learned the code. I learned to read the map before I hit the road. We say, no one's gonna see me I've been high and I've been real low. Yeah. I've been beaten and broken, but I healed though. So many ups and downs, roughed up and clown. We all got problems, but we deal though. I'm trying to do better now. Find my inner peace, learn my art form, and find my energy. When my back's on the wall, I don't freeze up. Now I find my inner strength and I re-up. Here we go. I know I never been the smartest, the wisest, but I realize what it takes. Never dwell in the dark, cause the sun always rises, but gotta make it to the next day. It's a feeling that you get in your lungs when you run, but you're running out of air and your breath. Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. 
With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.